Welcome. You have entered a space meant for women stepping into their highest purpose. I'm Kelly Cole, mom of two, nurse, healer, and intuitive energetic practitioner. If you're looking for insights into healing at a deep level, guidance on connecting to your inner knowing, and conscious conversations, then you've come to the right place. Open yourself to this safe space of healers who need healing, moms who are ready for deeper connections, and generational healers and cycle breakers who are ready to light the path for others, including our next generation. By infusing intuition and spiritual energy into each episode, we make space for transformational shifts at the physical, energetic, and emotional level, creating synergy and forward motion towards your highest path. This energy thrive. Just a reminder to all of you out there listening that you are made for joy and you are made for peace. If you have never felt like you've been able to just turn your mind off and deeply go into the place where you are allowed to feel that place of joy, feel that space of peace, then please join us for a healing circle. I am telling you It might sound scary, like you don't know, you know, what's going to happen or who's going to be there. And all that's really going to be is me, maybe a few friends, and we're just going to play some music, guide you gently through meditation and allow it to be in your own space, in your own comfort. And the best part is that you get a recording. So not only can you listen again, but if you miss the live version, then you get the recording too. So just a reminder that that is what you're made for. And if you haven't experienced that yet, or you have experienced it and you would like to do it on the regular, please join us. I'll see you there. It's signup.synergythrive.org forward slash heal. Signup.synergythrive.org forward slash heal. Podcast. Welcome back, my gorgeous thriving souls. We are so excited today because we have two special guests and we're going to be talking all about the stuff we love to talk about here. So we're talking about generational impact. We're talking about healing. We're talking about incorporating spirituality into our lives. And I really can't wait to jump in. So welcome. We have Debbie and Marcy here from the core experience. And this is so exciting because I love the work they're doing. Welcome guys. Thank, Thank you. you. We're so glad um, to be here. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Um, it's a joy. And let me tell you guys that when I first met Debbie, we were just talking. And the second that we started the conversation, it was like, boom, boom, boom. Like we just had all these different things that we knew we could talk about right away. So I'm going to try to, you know, streamline it and and make it really like tangible for you guys to hold on to. But we're just going to start with a little bit of some story time. So I would love to know how this started and just the origin story is always so important because we all come walking from the flames of the things that we've been through and end up in the place of change and in the place of wanting to make an impact. And, um, whoever would like to go first, I would just love to, uh, I'd love to hear that from you guys. You want to go down? Okay. Yeah. Well, this will probably interact on this because everything we do, we kind of end up doing together. So, (laughs) so anyway, but so we, we both have a a spiritual journey, a a long journey. Um, Marcy and I is sort of different, but mine really came through a pretty deep 
place of pain. And, um, and so I was, you know, out doing career, raising kids, all those things. <clears throat> I ended up having, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> um, a pretty severe health condition that sort of took me down and and so we can go into that and in the other story. But uh, so then uh, about 10 years ago, I got married to a wonderful, crazy man. And uh, he sort of took the reins financially and said, go do some purpose work. So um, I really uh, started diving deep into into that work and deciding what is my purpose? Why am I here? And um, about four years three years into that I met Marcy Mitchell so uh, so Marcy you want to tell a little bit about the rest yeah. of the story yeah. yeah so uh we met in a class at mm -hmm. a spiritual center that um we both had attended um called the Amani Center back then it had a different name it was called the Spiritual Center for Positive Living but um we've gone through kind of a change but it was 2017 when we took this class together which was based on Brene Brown's book rising strong. And um, there were six of us in the class, six women, and it was just this phenomenal class. Anyone who knows Bre Brene Brown's work, you know, will get the the depth of that. And also, I think how it speaks to women in, you know, in middle age, basically women who are coming into this place of what's my purpose. And, you know, we've raised our kids and we're, and we're, we're just trying to move out purposefully and figure out now what now now what do I want to do? So fantastic class went on for I don't know maybe eight weeks and then it ended. We didn't want to stop meeting because we just had this synergy, this power in this group. So we started getting together once a week, the same night we had class, and we would have uh, you know prosecco or margaritas or snacks, and we would just talk and talk like what could we do? And then it sort of evolved into. Uh, big sheets of paper on the walls where we were meeting and, you know, what, what are our ideas and what are you passionate about? And that just um, that just sort of uh, bred this idea of helping kids. And, and we initially were really focused on teens, high school age kids with uh, depression, anxiety and suicidal ideation, because we were just seeing that in our community, in the world. And um and so our initial idea was was workshops, these two-day workshops based on a lot of the tools that we had learned through our own journeys and through our own spiritual journeys, truly, things like meditation and um, EFT tapping and heart-brain coherence and yoga and just these things that can, somatic tools that can calm the nervous system and give a person a moment to breathe. And so we started with these two-day workshops at our local um, community college. One of the the person who taught the class was actually a, a professor there. So we started with these two-day workshops all day long, feeding the kids, talking about all the stuff, how much what sleep will do, a lack of sleep, and what you eat, and trying these tools out with for them. And um, it was it was awesome. It was really fun. We were loving yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was I was I was telling Kelly so so we did that and then um we did that for the first couple of workshops and then then we decided to bring in the in the parents and right. I, I was telling her this was sort of where the the magic started to happen mm -hmm. for us where 
you know, it was one thing to be teaching the kids all these tools and we send them off and kind of never know <laughs> whether they use right. them or how well they're doing. But it was when the parents showed up and we have this beautiful woman who lives in Idaho, who's this uh, life coach and parent life coach, actually. And she um, she came and did the workshop and the parents, <laughs> they're like, they're, they came out, their hair was on fire. The half of them were in tears. They're like, oh my goodness. Like, why didn't someone tell us these things about raising our kids? And, you know, by the next morning they came back, they'd already been using their tools and they said, oh my God, we just had this amazing morning. Like everyone just got in the car and <laughs> we didn't have any arguments and we made breakfast and it was like this completely different experience. So that's when we realized we need to make some expansions around our workshops and then COVID hit. <laughs> so, and that was the end of that. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So then we, we had a hard pivot from there, but so that's that made everybody pivot, but um, I want to speak into like, so, you know, everybody who is a listener on my podcast knows that I am a pediatric nurse practitioner. I was a pediatric nurse at the bedside for like 20 years. And, mm -hmm. um, essentially, you know, that is the heart of it. Like, you know, how much these kids need and you can look right into it and see what they're needing and you can teach them, but, without having the buy-in from the parents, mm -hmm. it is flailing in the wind. A lot of times, 100%. um, they 100%. need that reinforcement. They need the structure that comes from a more experienced, you know, support. And mm -hmm. with that, I love how your program just kind of like evolved into the unit of the family, because there's so much, um, there's just so much to be said about that whole structure there and the impact yeah. that can be made and the ripple effect that can happen when you have both of them working together. Yeah. Right. And and then we really wanted to bring in the schools. So mm -hmm. the the third piece to create this community of support and that has been a frustrating journey. <laughs> we've had many times where we've been felt like we were very close. You know, we're meeting with the head of special education for the county. They're loving what we're showing them. And this is, as Debbie said, we had to pivot with the uh, with pandemic. We started putting everything on an online platform because we weren't going to stop, but we're all stuck in our rooms at home. So we started, uh, you know, creating content that could be watched um, or listened to on an, on your phone or on a tablet that could be played in a classroom once they would return. So we started developing this, this uh, app slash platform that we felt was, you know, really, as we moved through it, we were getting better and better at it. But to try to get it into the school was just <laughs> a frustrating yeah. Yeah. process. And um, yeah, and it seemed like, you know, initially when we were first doing it, people were, it seemed like fairly open. Now this was like, you know, 2000, uh, 2020, wow, that's a long time ago now, but, yeah. but, you know, right. then now we've come through this crazy political cycle where, you know, during that time I went and got, I was telling Kelly, I went and got a certification for SEL and, uh, you know, social emotional learning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. trauma informed um, education. 
And we even got an award for it. And we came back and we were all fired up. And we actually modeled uh, a lot of our platform around around SEL. Well, SEL is now like a a trigger word. And it's like they're banning books that are talking about social emotional learning. And I think it's just people just don't even understand what that is. We're just teaching human beings about their emotions, first of all, and then what do you do when you have an emotion? Do you take a breath versus acting out? You know, it's, right. it's, it's 101, but you know, somehow people got a memo and, you know, even in California, <laughs> which is probably as liberal a state as you're going to find uh-huh. people are like, Oh my goodness, what is this thing? Like, we don't, we don't know what this thing is. You're teaching our kids. I'm like, Oh boy. So now we've, you know, three steps forward, two steps back, three steps forward, two steps back. So we realized we have to kind of go around the back door, <laughs> you know, nonprofits are more open to you know what we're doing. So um, yeah, that, that's been super, super frustrating. And I'm sure, I mean, you and I talked about this in the hospital setting, right? You, oh yeah. You get the same thing, right? So, well, it is very frustrating, first of all. And Second of all, I think that, um, it's like energetically speaking, I know that when I zoom out and I look at the whole entire population, I know that there are pockets and pieces within our generation and the older generation that understand and that latch onto it. And like, I know that. But I think that I always have to remind myself that what I really see is how that number grows exponentially as the generation gets younger. And so I have to remind myself of that. Like yes. I'm, we're here, we're doing this work. We are speaking into the people that need it. Like we know that we are, but we are not at a point yet in time where the doors are busting open for us completely yes. because those people aren't in power yet. Mm-hmm. Yet. Yes. And they will be, but like it is, um, I just have to remind myself of that, that we're trying to like give them those things. We're trying to speak into the younger generation and we're yeah. trying to do it through the older generation right now because we have to, Right. and, um, the powers that, and the political and like all that stuff, it's a lot of turmoil and all of these things. And yes. I, I see it all rising and rah, like, there's so much like fighting, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> It's I like going, the term. I have, I have, <laughs> you know, faith that it's going. You, yes, to you got to keep that faith. And um, it is so frustrating though, because at the hospital level too, you know, right now what I see is how much of this work, um, especially like with somatic um, methods and mm-hmm. personal things that you can do on your own that are empowering, like EFT yeah. and some of the things that you guys are talking about, which I want to get more into that too. Yeah. Um that they're not really, they're, they're just touted as like, mm, like that, um, that might help you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so woo woo, yeah. like whatever, but the woo woo is like the, the core of usually yes. what's causing so much of the rest of the stuff, the chronic depression, yes. anxiety, all of the, so true. the rest of what's going on, some physical manifestations, sometimes pain, sometimes things like that, that are physical manifestations of like emotions that are just stuck in there and like festering. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've been able to actually like see that now that I have like expanded into more of my like intuition and being able to 
tap into that, but your work is exactly like what everybody needs. So we are now, that's exactly why your, um, so like it's, it's core experience, but it's spelled C O U R. So it's French 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 for heart, for heart. Heart. So like it's the heart experience. Like that is the future. Yeah. So, um, Again, I think I just went on a total tangent, but I'm just trying yeah. to, <laughs> you know, Kelly, I want to, if I can, I want to speak to something you said about that, um, about that craziness that's rising and, and keeping the hope and, and, and trying to support the youth. And so, um, I've mentioned the Imani Sitter and that's, I know you tie in the spiritual. So one of my spiritual leaders, and I, I think Debbie's as well is a woman named, um, Reverend Sherry Wynn, and she's just this phenomenal, elder in our community who um, speaks and leads. And she has kept my feet on the ground many, many times through these last three years, through all of this. And what she says that I just, that really helps me keep that faith and keep that hope is that all of, all of these old paradigms are, you know, they're rising up to be healed. And so there's all this pushback, all this fighting to survive of these dying ideas, these dying paradigms that no longer service really never did, but and so they are acting out, they're having a total fit, they're being loud, they're being obnoxious, they're blowing things up, but it's all part of this process of the enfoldment of something newer, something better, the world that all of us are working towards that world that will work for everyone. And so uh, whenever she speaks once a month at our center, and there's usually some piece of that that reminds me, it's okay, just keep doing the work, keep one foot in front of the other, it's, it's unfolding, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be at times unbelievable, but it is part of this process towards a higher good. So absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, It's very much what's happening right now. We're here for this. We're here to like, we're here for it. I'll share this and (laughs) we're here to keep fighting on the the side of the heart Mm -hmm. to be giving people that experience. And sometimes they learn through only experience. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. those tools and the things that they have to learn, they might not figure it out when you're like hearing about it, but they really figure it out when they practice it and they like try to do it themselves and realize that there's shifts that happen. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Tell me more about the kind of tools that you guys like to use. You said you touched on it a little bit. Um, Tell me more about kind of what somebody might get if they were doing a workshop or um, working with you guys in the core experience. Yeah. So, um, so my background is um, exercise physiology. And so um, some of the workshops that we do, we also, Marcy mentioned this a little bit, but we do um, we do pieces on nutrition, hydration, um, screen time, sleep, like all of those things. So that's sort of my genre, if you will. And then also, um, I was a board certified uh, echocardiographer, uh, pediatrics as well. And, uh, so that was my emphasis. So I really think about things, um, around physics, quantum physics, that was, that was my expertise. And so interestingly enough, um, heart brain coherence is sort of my genre or my expertise. Marcy has certifications of her own, um, but heart brain coherence, I think I, Kelly and I talked about a little bit. So my daughter was in a car accident, um, and, uh, ended up having POTS syndrome, uh, postural orthostatic tachycardic syndrome, 
and so actually there's a lot of people now understanding POTS. I think the people who have had Lyme disease, um, now they're suggesting that they have POTS. So back in the day, nobody really knew about it. And it, it, it was, it's been a journey to, to figure this out with her, but I ended up taking her to um, a specialty clinic in Dallas, Texas, where they do teach um, heartbrain coherence actually for astronauts. When astronauts um, leave for a period of time and they have no gravity, when they come back to earth, their heart um, has to work against gravity and it throws the whole throws the whole system off and it, that's exactly what happened with my daughter so her, her resting heart rate was like 170 beats a minute something oh just gosh. laying laying down so it starts to burn up your organs and so anyway this has been a, a very long process but um i became an expert in in heartbreak coherence and it actually sounds like this big hairy thing and you don't need to go to a to a specialty clinic in Dallas to do it. It's actually something you can learn and do on your own. Um, there's a company out there called HeartMath Plus, um, and they have a little app and they actually have a little monitoring device you can put on your ear. And when you're having these episodes, um, and we did this with the kids, um, you just, you know, speak, uh, you know, speak about, you know, happy feelings, places to help them calm and center and they can actually watch their heart go down. And then the biofeedback that they're getting actually starts to, um, to start to reset the body and the heart and the brain together. So, um, so those, so cool. those are some of my favorites, but Marcy, Marcy has her own and her own stories. So I'll let you her talk about that. Well, first of all, I just want to let everybody know your normal heart rate should be somewhere between 70 to 90 and never should be 170. So that's scary. Also, especially that, not when you're what a third, four, 15 year old girl or no, yeah. you should be, you know, at the peak of your health and for teenagers to experience POTS, a lot of times it's, it can be quite debilitating. They can't sit up, they pass out, like all the things they're just trying to function, do normal life. They can't do normal life. Um, and these are also, I just want to say the kids that used to get called crazy quote, mm-hmm. or say, oh, they're probably faking it or like they need attention. Like this mm-hmm. is the kind of yeah, stuff it's in their head. Yeah. It's, it's in their head. Thing. You know, yeah. this is the kind of stuff in the medical community that um I really like fight against when I'm there because I I always think that um there's a place for everybody to be heard and understood. And it's really like chronic pain patients were really the ones that made mm-hmm. me start to try to turn the key on like what is going on deeper here. Cause we can't find anything. So I just wanted to kind of add that in that experience as a family, as a mom, as a patient is so terrifying and you can't figure out what's going on. So I just yeah. want to say, um, I understand that piece and I've seen that piece and I'm so glad that she was able to find something that helped. So mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. 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 yeah so, um, my my experience, the the thing that I ended up getting certified in is EFT or um, emotional freedom technique, which is the tapping. People may have seen it. You know, you're you're tapping on the side of your hand. You're tapping on these meridians that are the acupuncture, acupressure, acupuncture points throughout the body to calm the body. And then there's a series of statements that go with it, and it can um, it can be calming in the moment, but it can also release kind of the past things that can get stuck. And so I had an experience with that um, around um, 
a, a time when my family was going through back in uh, 2008, 2009, some really challenging financial times. Um, my husband had been laid off. I wasn't working. My kids were young. And and I started to have this um, worry around, you know, it, life will, your, your worries will manifest in weird ways. We had um, two dogs and we would buy dog food in 50, 40 pound bags and it'd be in a big container. And when I would open the container to feed the dogs, I would have this thought of, oh gosh, we're almost out of dog food. I can't buy dog food. I need to feed my children. And I would just ratchet up if anyone's ever spun up around something seemingly mundane. So that went on for like an hour, a year and a half. We had a really tough time for a long time. Then we we moved back to Virginia. We got both were working. We got our feet back on the ground. Everything was fine. We were both working. But I was still having that experience with the dog food. And it was very weird. So I would open that door. of the If I was running out of dog food, my stomach would seize up. My heart would start to race. And it was that panic feeling. And, you know, we have that around a lot of things. But for me, it was so strange. I was like very... Uh, consciously saying, why am I doing this still? And it happened every single time. Um, I was introduced to someone who told me, you know, who said like, let's tap this out. And I had no idea what she was talking about. So she just led me through this 10 minute tapping session, going through the the stages, talking about, even though I get nervous when I think I'm running out of dog food, I deeply and completely accept myself. So going through this and I was very open. I was, this was a minister that I knew again in a spiritual community. I was like, you know, I'll try it. Sure. And um, that was it. It was gone. Something that happened, you know, once a month always. And I, I mean, I let that dog food run out to just like one or two pieces at the bottom of the container container to make sure that it wasn't a fluke. And it has never happened again. That was like 15 years ago. So I was like, what is that? That is amazing. I need to find out more. And um, And so it's a great thing to share with kids because- you know, they can have these little triggers or it can just be to calm in the moment. But it's just this kind of amazing tool that I had never heard of that still feels a little bit magical to me. I still don't. And I don't think, you know, the people writing the books fully understand what's going on. But just things like that that can make such a difference in your life um, are amazing. And and there's another story that I'd like to share. Another tool that we use is, is bilateral tapping. And so that's the one that's kind of based loosely on EMDR, um, eye movement, desensitization, and what's the R? Okay. All right. So (laughs) I might've got, I'm really bad with acronyms, um, (laughs) but but that it's this idea of the two sides of the brain. And, um, and so with bilateral tapping, you're doing this tapping, it could be on your shoulders. It's just one side and the other. It's just a gentle tapping on your body. And so my son, who's uh, 26 and is a transgender male, last year had his top surgery, meaning he had the breasts that he was born with, had them removed. So that was a pretty heavy surgery, actually. And I didn't, you know, we were supporting him, but, and it was, it was um, post COVID. So there was still some restrictions about being in the space, but um as he was, if they were prepping him, they let me be there with him. And so we were doing that bilateral tapping together because he he was really excited, really happy, but also very nervous. And so, you know, that was, that helped him to calm down before. And then we had a, just a, for me, a terrifying experience afterwards when he was in recovery. Um, I was in that she let me come in with him and um, suddenly, you know, he's kind of there, the nurse is there and suddenly the 
the alarm starts ringing and all the people start running over and she's got this look on her face. Like, I don't know what's going on. And, um, and so that was for me, I mean, I tried to get out of the way of all these people, but I just was in his face, looking in his eyes saying, look at me, you're okay. They're, they're doing their thing. Do you just look at me? It was again, that, that heart-based connection. And, um, and I could see him calm just, you know, he's, all these things are going wrong, but he's looking, we're, we're locked in. And that I just, I know as a mom that that somehow, you know, I don't know all that Debbie's the science one for us and the medical one. I'm the, I'm the one who's just like, Oh, let me hold your hands and let's do this thing. But I know that made a difference. And um, yeah. So those kind of moments are just, once you experience them, especially as a mom, then, you know, you know how important it is. Absolutely. Sometimes you're like stuck in a rut and a rut and a rut and like the same feeling comes up, the anxiety for whatever it's triggering. And then you need something to like pop you out of the rut and to be like on a little different path. Um, But your brain is incredible thing. It's incredibly like efficient and it's incredibly like, oh, wait, I know this. This is what we do for this. Yes. Freak out. (laughs) And then you're like, that's right. I've got to stop doing that. Like it's, it's like a retraining um, mm-hmm. yeah. and getting Re- out rewire. of it. Yeah. yeah. Rewire. Full, full rewire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That so wire, cool. those hard wires that happen to us throughout our life, we don't realize that what it takes to, to, to make a new pathway, right? Yeah. It, it does right. take practice and a little bit of work, but it, it can be done. Can be done. Yeah. I mean, you and I had this conversation about the generational trauma, right? Talk mm-hmm. about talk about rewires, right? That's, that's, that's a lot of heavy work, um, but it, it can be done. Right. Well, and so much of the time we're not, it's like a background, it's like a computer with a background program running and you don't even know it's there. It's, it's an interesting phenomenon. Um, I see a lot of it coming up around like money or simply just, um, love, like how you think of love or how you have experienced love. Like it's all, it's like, well, that's how my mom loved me because that's how her mom loved her. And that's how her mom loved her. And suddenly somebody down the line is like, bing, this isn't how great. No, (laughs) like this isn't what it it doesn't feel like love. Like this isn't, you know, what it's supposed to be. I don't think. And so it's, it's a very interesting thing. Yeah. And people have different levels of awareness around it, um, around that programming and the generational programs in particular. It's uh, that's, I always say that the first step is awareness. So that's mm-hmm. first you start to realize that you have that moment where you're like, wait a minute. And that and now you're on a healing journey. You've taken that first step and now just keep moving towards it. You know, you don't have to know how to fix everything right away. You just first start to say, wait this is not serving me. This is not how I want my life to go. And then you keep moving forward with whatever you're going to, whatever tools you'll use to move forward and to break those generational curses, leave those old ideas and paradigms that are not serving you behind releasing these old, these old, um, just things that don't work. Beliefs. Yeah. Yeah, Beliefs, ways of being, ways of showing up, ways of thinking, all of that. And sometimes relationships, sometimes things that fall away that are just not healthy for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So much. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what are some of the things that if, 
like, I don't know if you guys can think of an example of like a parent and child combination or like anybody who's just come back later and told you how they felt after they've kind of like made some of these changes um, or started implementing some of the tools that you guys have with the core experience. Yeah. So, um, so when we first started doing these workshops, it was, it was sort of, you know, my daughter who was having this in your face sort of, you know, tragic, uh, moment. Um, but as, as we were doing it, we were realizing, or I was realizing that a lot of her friends were having similar experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, they weren't passing out and falling down, but they were having GI issues. They were having panic attacks, Mm -hmm. um, really deep depression, and these were all just normal kids. My, you know, some were gymnasts growing up and soccer players. And, you know, I was a basketball coach. Uh, and so um, the best, you know, these were all like healthy, otherwise kids. And like, why are they having these issues? Um, so there have been several kids that I know. Um, some were my daughter's best friends, but, um, but they they will all come back to me. And a lot of them are either on our board now <laughs> from those very <laughs> first workshops. They yeah. have made, they have made it through college using these tools, whether it's grounding, they just, they go to the beach. Um, journaling is a big one for a lot of them, you know, and I think for me, I can go back to this coaching thing because I feel like that's just kind of what I do, but um you know, as a, as a basketball coach for these young kids at the time, it, you know, we were some star basketball players. A lot of them went to college actually and played basketball if I'm having a bragging moment, but really, (laughs) really what it was about was me seeing them in the place where they were. So they would show up. A lot of them were having issues at home. Some were cutting, um, uh, other things that were going on there in their home. And I, I would, just allow them to show up however they needed to. I wasn't that coach like, well, if you don't show up for, for practice, you're not, you're not, you know, playing in the next game. It was none of that. It was just show up and be. Um, and so a lot of them would show up whether they were really basketball players or not, just because they wanted to, it was a safe place for them. It was a place where they could come and talk. Um, and sometimes they would just sit on the bench and then we'd talk afterwards. And you know, I think about that a lot. And another thing I think that um, we taught in that moment, which a lot of them will come back and tell me is the visualization piece, right? So the imagine, so we would, parents probably thought I was crazy, but I'm like, okay, so we're going to win the championship this year. We'd start out the season that way and imagine how that's going to feel, right? So we'd talk about, so imagine the crowd cheering, you know, imagine how that's that's going to feel. Imagine, feel it in your heart, feel the excitement, you know, the smells of the, of, you know, all of it, how, you know, your senses, put yourself in that place. And they learned that visualization for their life, how they wanted their life to be, what they, what they thought it was going to be for them. And in fact, we won the championship that year. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah another, another bragging moment. But so, um, so I think it's, it's lots of things, right. But, but those kids, you know, they, um, 
you know, it, it again, it's not like this big thing, like, oh my goodness, whatever, but it is, it's just these little, what Marcy and I call these little toolkits for life. They have them in their back pocket and yeah. they, they'll use them in a moment, right? Where, oh, I think I'm starting to feel this thing show up or <clears throat> I'm kind of going down a path. Like, what do I need to do to pull myself out of this? And so um, those are a few of mine. But- I love it. There's a fun one that we did at a, um, there's a, there's a, a nonprofit called Hands for Hope, this fantastic local nonprofit that brings teens like in middle school and high school and puts them on service pro- projects and they, they grow through this. Well, they do this big learning summer camp and we, they called the leadership called on us to come and teach them some of the tools, these kids that were doing all of this. So it was, it's a fun memory because, um, Yuli, who's another member, she's the one who was the professor. She and I went out to do this and, you know, it was hot as heck. It was probably close to a hundred. They're under some shade, but it was still, they'd been doing this all day for a two day event. We went out there. You could just see them kind of, they're sitting at tables and there's probably, um, I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 kids. And then some of the adult leaders and we come out to talk to them and, you know, I'm always like, oh, great. Here comes two middle-aged white women to, you know, I'm sure these kids are like, oh boy, this will be great. <laughs> but we start talking to them about the tools and um, Yuli starts by explaining what's going on in your brain. And she, you know, she talks about the, um, the fight or flight response and how your brain is going through this stuff. So I can see they're kind of like, oh, because it's kind of like, oh, you know, when, when I get upset or that's what's going on. Like just, just that relatability to you're not crazy. Yeah. You acted a little crazy, but here's why. But then we go into, we did um, what's the power poses. And I don't know if you've heard of that before that was um, brought by, a, I believe she was a professor at Harvard or something who started this idea of power poses. And so we go through that and we've taken the poses that were learned and then we kind of put fun names on them and we show them to them, you know, and, um, and then, and then we ask them to practice it, you know, and that it's just, it's like a shift in the room. They start, especially like they're doing superhero, you know, and they're all standing up and they're taking, striking their poses and holding it. And then, you know, there's one that we call the, um, oh, I can't even remember now. It's like, it's like the man spreading, sitting back with your arm over a chair and it's, you're just taking space up and it, it just yeah, kind of just shows feet this. up on the desk. Yeah. You got maybe a foot on the desk or your, you know, your legs are spread <laughs> wide, your arms out and you're, and it's just a confidence pose. And so um, you can just see the shift as they put their bodies in these positions. And that's the whole point of power pose that it shifts your um, it shifts your whole mentality. And suddenly you're feeling different from when you're shut down and trying to make yourself small. So that's really fun. And I do not know, you know, I'm not in touch with these because I don't know if they are using it, but I know that in that moment they saw that it worked and they felt yeah. that change. And then we talk about it afterwards. What, you know, what did you like? We do grounding and, and, and they come alive talking about, oh, Hey, I, I do that. I didn't really know why that works, but I do that. So it's that it's the, again, the retraining and then the reinforcement that, yeah, you're on the right track. This feels good because it is good and it's going to help uplift you and let you be more of your brilliant, sparkly self. And you, you always have that right here. You can do it. So that's, that's a really fun experience. I think that, um, all of, all of the things like no matter, it's like, there's always something good for somebody. Um, so changing your state and changing mm. like how you're approaching, how you're showing up, um, 
all of that stuff just kind of goes together with that. So that's awesome. And I love it. Um, now if somebody wants to find you guys, like how, how would they find you? Our website is coreexperience.org and that's C-O-U-R. And then we are now producing a podcast called the Warrior Parent Podcast, which we started, um, I think, well, it was a summer. It was um, July when we posted our first issues or our first episode. So we are coming out every Thursday morning at, uh, I believe it's 530 Eastern time. And we're talking with people like you, which we will be talking to. We're talking with educators. We're talking with um, all kinds of professionals, um, therapists, and um, and and people in um, people in the government. You know, in our in our California state legislature about these issues, about what's going on with kids, what's going on with their mental wellness, and how can we come together as a community? Which was our intention. We want to create this community parents, educators, kids, everyone. That's what it takes. It takes a village. And so that's where we're doing that every week. And so we're anywhere you find your podcast, you will find the warrior parent podcast. I love it. Yeah. Is there any parting words of wisdom um, that you have for maybe a mom or dad who might be listening to this right now, who might be having any of those struggles or having a kid who's um, having a hard time with you know, anxiety or depression or anything, uh, any final words you guys wanted to impart for a person like that who might be listening today? Um, I would say Marcy just said it. I mean, I think as parents, I mean, Kelly is the official intuitive here, but as I think every parent is intuitive about their child, right? We, mm-hmm. You just have a knowing. And so um, trust your instincts around that and reach out. There's, and, you know, don't just reach out to the normal doctor or whatever. There's, there's a million of us out here who know different ways and can try different things. And I think for parents, um, be open to whatever yes. is, is showing up with your, with your child. Yeah. Thank you. And I would add to that, you know, you're you're open, you know them, and then that idea of the the power of the pause. Take a take a beat. Don't just go into reaction with them. Take a beat and hear them, see them, and be willing to dismiss all of the things you've been told are the way to do it right when you know it's not resonating with you and it's clearly not working for your child. So pause before you go right into that. Will you? your grades or blah, 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 and look at your child, see them and and see what they need and, and help to be there for them. I love it. Well, thank you, ladies. I'm so excited to share this message. I'm excited to have the core experience here and sharing everything that you guys are about today. So I really appreciate you. Thank Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for having us. You're so welcome. And uh, just like always, everyone, I hope that you find beauty in something small today and we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us on the Synergy Thrive podcast. I hope this episode helped you take one more step towards your synergy and brought you one level higher to fulfilling your highest purpose. Please rate and review this podcast. Each review helps other ambitious moms just like you. Don't forget to take a screenshot of your review and tag me on Instagram at Synergy Thrive. I will see you in the next episode.